Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. All right, welcome to episode one of Good Card, Bad Card, Trading Card Podcast. Man, that was so difficult not to say cop instead of card. Anyway, I was going to go good cop, bad cop, trading card, and I figured it was better to go good card, bad card. Hey, I don't know. Hey, I got Mason with me. He's out of retirement. It's kind of funny. You mentioned the fact we were just talking about Matt Tremont, and you are like, I thought he was retired. I think most people thought that about you for podcasting as well, but hey, we dragged you out of retirement. I deliberately wanted to record today as well, because then it's a new year, and it keeps your streak going as well. We're recording on January 1st. Um, format for this? I don't know. Um, I talked to Matt about this a while ago, and I said, hey, look, this is my idea. And he said, yeah, it's a great, great idea. Um, you realize you don't have to do just baseball cards, right? You can talk Pokemon cards. You can do all sorts of different cards. So hopefully that'll be kind of how it works. Um, I haven't figured out my side of this. Like, am I going to match my guests? Like, if I have a guest that's baseball, am I going to do baseball? If they're football, am I going to do football? If they do a Pokemon, I'm screwed because I don't have any Pokemon cards. I have one. <laughs> well, that'll be a short episode that day. So that side of it, I haven't quite figured it out. But um, I just wanted to t- do the conversation, really. I am... Um, We've been, I've been collecting cards, I started collecting cards early 2000s, and then I just didn't do it at all for nearly 20 years, and you guys got me back into it. That card show you wanted to go to, I was not excited about that card show at all. I was like, you guys want to go? I was like, that's fine, I'll take you along. And gradually after that, I was like, oh yeah, and then I started looking on eBay, and yeah, I'm watching YouTubes with card shows, and uh, looking on eBay, and yeah, building up my collection. So I figured it was something, hey, I'm enjoying doing this. I'm sure other people have cool cards they collected. It might be a good starting point. So um, to begin with, since I have two people in my house who collect cards, <laughs> you and your brother are definitely going to be my first two. Um, I think the first segment's pretty easy. Good card? Pick something that's good. Now, I think for the bad card, though, I don't think it has to be a bad card. It could be a damaged card. It could be a cheap card. Uh, something like that. But then I also wanted to kind of throw in like, I don't know, an extra card. Sometimes your your best card might not necessarily be your most expensive card, or you might have a card that's very personal. So I thought it might be an idea to, uh, I don't know, I don't know what that third section is going to be. I kind of like an open agenda, I guess, in terms of the good cop, bad cop format. All right, I'm going to guess most of ours, we actually went to a card show yesterday as well, for reference, uh, near where we live. We actually been to that same location a few months ago. So we knew that they had a pretty good show, so we went yesterday. Uh, it was actually just me and you. Jackson wasn't feeling 100%, so we didn't take him. And I don't know, I think we spent an hour and a half there. I totally lost track of time, but it was something like that. All right, you starting us off then? What, yeah. what do you got as your good card for us? So for my budget with the card show yesterday, I went out and picked a Miles Garrett Spectra out of 99. Now, a lot of people who are listening to this are going to be very casual listeners um, who are listening probably because it's you and me. Um, they'll probably have the same question that I had. We're like, who? You don't know who my, what? I didn't know who Miles Garrett was. I had to ask you at the show. Miles Garrett is... He's one of the best rushers in the NFL. Okay. He has like... He, probably, he might have the most sacks in the NFL right now. He might. Um, And I wanted to talk about him, his... Halloween decorations every year he puts up gravestones of all the quarterbacks that he sacked in his front yard that's pretty cool 
So yeah. by that time, there's not by the end of October, there's probably like seven or eight weeks gone by. So he could have quite a few different teams at that point. Well, Miles Garrett had had a couple of problems with the Browns too. He has. Yes. Uh, yesterday he didn't call in sick, and so they so he got in trouble for that because he just stayed home. Oh, so he's supposed to be training. No, he's supposed to be at practice, but he didn't show yeah. up. But he was sick, but he didn't call in sick. Oh, okay. Well, so how do we know he was sick? Because they said he was sick. Because he said he was sick. He said it later to the media. Oh, okay. So he could just be bluffing those well. So we don't know. Okay. And, it, I don't know, it might have been his first year. Um, He hit Mason Rudolph in the head with his own helmet. Oh. Like, oh. that was him. That was Miles And I remember that. Yeah. yeah, I remember that game. I didn't realize that's who it was. Now, you got to remember, you watch football way more than i do like i helped you that first time you did a fantasy team because i knew a little bit and you didn't really know anything at that point and then in the three four years since that um yeah you've been watching regularly i've started getting back into you got me back into football again as well um, well actually my dolphins helped me get back into football again since they started actually winning a few and uh two was actually kind of good and they got tyreek hill when i saw they'd sign yeah. tyreek hill and then i started to pick up a few other players like oh Jalen waddle's really good as well so I've been watching um, more football, but I'm I'm nowhere near the level that you are. Like when you were like, he's the top, it could be leading the league in sacks. I don't know that stuff at all. Um, I'll watch highlights, but I'm not watching games. Like today's actually a Sunday because I was like, uh oh, you even want to record with me? But then you were like, well, the Ravens game's much later. So yeah, um, Miles Garrett also got in a car accident midway through the year. Oh geez. And he went to the hospital, and a couple of days later, he still played. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It was a single car. One uh one car accident. Now he plays for the Browns. We actually saw the Browns game over Christmas. I don't know if you wanted to talk about that. Um, he wasn't doing too. He didn't get any sacks. I don't think until the final drive where he got two in a row. Oh, so that was him. Yeah, I didn't remember the name at the time, but yeah, the Browns actually played really well. And um, much to your chagrin, because it was actually against the uh. It was against the Ravens. So, uh, but it was lucky we were in town that weekend and it just happened they were playing the Ravens. But I, I just wanted to see a good game and I guess I was rooting more for the Browns than I was for the Ravens just because we were in Brown Stadium. But Oh, he's third, uh, I think. Yeah, he's third. But I'd always wanted to see a cold game. I'd wanted to see a game in the snow and I got both of those things. But if we'd have gone to the game the week after, that those temperatures were absolutely insane. Um, they were probably and they weren't quite record lows, but they were heading to that territory. They even allowed you to take in a, a thermos flask. Yeah. And they allowed you to take in blankets. And then I said, "Whoop! Well, sounds like Jackson took in an illegal item then, because he had a blanket for that previous game because it was cold. So I don't know if they let kids take blankets in, regardless. But can you imagine if we'd have walked? Because we had to walk probably about a mile from the parking lot to the stadium, and we were running late as well. Papa wanted to leave even later. And I was like, I was thinking of leaving much earlier than that. So I, I kind of split the difference. And we literally got to our seats with two minutes before the game started. Yeah. It wasn't long. If we'd have had to run back to the car with his blanket, and then, well, I would have sent you probably. <laughs> you would have had to run back to the car, drop off the blanket, and then run back again. That would have taken at least 15, 20 minutes. At least, actually, it would have taken longer because there were so many people there. There was a lot of people arrived late for that game. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so that was a... So, was it... what? That was um, the card that you got, though. That's not actually a Cleveland card, right? No, it's his collegiate uh, card. It's, it's him in Texas A&M. Oh, okay. And I actually said to you, because last night was the uh, the Peach Bowl and the... I don't even know what the other one was. I'm going to bluff and say Fiesta Bowl. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what it was at all. Um, they had the college uh, playoffs. First played fourth, second played third. I'm surprised that's something you haven't got into yet. 
Yeah. I would have thought now you're kind of tracking players. And if you're looking for cards, the ones that are going to be the valuable ones are if you can find those players on the collegiate teams when their rookie cards come up, if you can get them before kind of most people know about them, yeah. then that's going to be where there's a chance to... I think it's kind of more exciting as well if you're rooting for a player a particular player, rather than just for fantasy points. If you got some buy-in because you have some of their cards, I think that's going to be a lot more interesting. Yeah. Like, I didn't collect... I don't I don't collect cards at that time, but, like, when we saw Bryce Harper, you don't mind I remember because you were so young, but we saw him play three times in the minors, and it was obvious he was going to be a big star. Like, if we could have got some rookie cards for him, or some cards from the minors, um, I'm sure they would have probably gone up in value as well. Yeah. Um, I should have known this. TJ White is... He's not... But he's a lot better than Miles Garrett. He's um six and a half sacks behind TJ Watt. Oh my god! And TJ Watt has been out for like three or four. Oof. That's crazy. Yeah, that's particularly impressive. Yes. Now I wasn't. I was gonna originally for my first episode. I was assuming I was just gonna be picking baseball cards because that's most of my collection. But as you're talking football, I was like, I can. I can't match you on football. But I was like, I can match you on three cards. I'm sure I can pick out three cards of the football. So one I got from a set recently. One of the players who's kind of stood out to me this season, Justin Jefferson. So I'm gonna go into some details, seeing as you didn't bother. Um, I've got the Panini Prism 270. Uh, this is his NFL debut. Um, it's definitely one of those um, refractor cards, but I'm not exactly sure which one. And um, the reason I wanted to get him was, like we've seen just some of his catches recently. Um, I remember, I didn't really know who he was until, I'm trying to remember which game it was. It might've been the game when they were down by about 35 or something and then came back. And I'm suddenly like, oh man, he's really good. And you were like, yeah, yeah, he's always been good. Um, I had to look, Mason, to see yeah. what his stats are. I know he's got a possibility, a very outside possibility, of setting a record this season for the most uh, passing, most receiving yards in history. I think Calvin Johnson's just under 2,000. Um, he's already, at the time of recording, 1,756. So he's actually doing pretty well. Tyreek Hill is going to break it. Oh, is Tyreek Hill doing even Tyreke better still? Tyreek Hill has more yards. Oh, okay. All right. Well, 2020, so when he, this is, he's only 21 at the time. He had 1,400 yards as a rookie, which I think is pretty impressive. Um, last year, his sophomore year, 1,616 yards. And already this year, he has two games less than last year, and he's already got 1,756. So he's, uh, he's doing really well on this. Um, his average yards per carry, uh, reception has actually gone down, though. It was 15.9 in his rookie season, 15 this year. Uh, 15 the year before, sorry, and then 14.3 this year. But um, yeah, he's just having some some of the plays he's making as well. Longest plays, 71, 56, 64. So yeah, he's doing uh, particularly well. And um, yeah, some of the Vikings are kind of scraping results out right now. Um, but as a neutral, <laughs> I don't really care if they win or not. Um, do you remember Kirk Cousins when he played for the Redskins as they were? Oh, no. They were not particularly that good. So watching, I'm kind of rooting for Kirk Cousins a little bit just because he was in this area. Um, but yeah, they kind of winning games by one, and then sometimes they'll be losing games by yeah bigger scores. But yeah, that comeback they had a few weeks ago, particularly impressive. All right, now I can't remember the exact stat, Matt, um, exact stat, Mason. But wasn't it something like um, 
Justin Jefferson has the most receiving yards in the first three years of his NFL career. Yes, by a lot. Yeah, by, by a lot. Because we were like, he still has like four more games this season or however many it was. So, yeah, he's obviously um, a player to watch. So, when I actually got this card, this was before those big comeback games. So, this was, I can't tell you how much I paid for this one because it was part of a lot. But I saw Justin Jefferson and I saw the refractor part on it. I was like, ooh, that looks kind of a cool one. So, I got this one. And the other one that was on the lot that I wanted as well, there was a tour card as well. And then there was about seven or eight other cards that were in there as well that were kind of similar. So I think I paid $15 for the set, but I don't know. I think this one, as far as I can tell, this one might be worth about 10 I think so. Anyway, I wanted one Justin Jefferson card well, in my collection. Tyreek so. Hill was beating Justin Jefferson, but not anymore. Justin's beating him by like... 124. Oof, that's kind of a lot. Yeah, it's a whole game. Yeah, if you have a 100-yard game, you've done pretty well. So, yeah, we'll have to see. Um, Unfortunately, my Word document's not working right now, so I had to use something called Notebook when I wrote this down. But when I was copying originally, because I was trying to take a picture and paste it in here. You can't paste pictures into Notebook, uh, into Notepad. And it actually had highlights, and he leads the league in several categories. So I can remember which one it was exactly. Um, but yeah, he has 1,780 total yards, so I guess he has some rushing yards as well. I don't know. I don't exactly know. Oh, does he, um, is he involved in kickoffs? No. Okay. They actually, for 24 that. yards, that's not really very many, so I guess um, not. I don't know. He's not really a rushing wide receiver. No. He's more of a jump ball and route runner. He's that one-handed catch he saw, that he made in that game was for me better than Odell Beckham Jr.'s. Like when I remember when I remember that happening, everyone was like, "Whoa!" It was like all repeated Man. continually on social media, and that catch that Jefferson made, I thought was way better. Odell's catch is better. You think? Yes. I disagree. I thought Jefferson's catch he was caught way it better. over his head and tiptoed in the end zone, like right. he 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 kept his feet in the end zone. Uh, well, I guess because of location, but yes. I the actual catch itself. He got was... fouled, too. Odell got... That was pass inter... defensive pass interference. They declined the penalty? Yes, they declined the penalty, but still, Justin Jefferson wasn't defensive pass interference. Okay, okay. But right. I still think George Pickens had a better catch than both of them. Uh, I don't think I remember that one. The one where he was like on the sideline and then he caught it. The one I showed you at Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah, that was yeah. I didn't remember who it was, but yeah, that was pretty good as well. But yeah, I'm I'm still quite happy with my Justin Jefferson. There's not really any other player that I specifically wanted to get a card for. Like even as a Dolphins fan, I'm not actively looking for a Tyreek Hill card right now. But Justin Jefferson is definitely the person who I guess from not knowing anything about him because I didn't really follow. I don't know how good Minnesota were the last couple of years, to be honest. I know they're in playoff contention this year. They're probably leading their division. Yeah, but the last two years, were they anything? Mm. I don't think so. It's probably why he didn't kind of stand out for me. I think they me. might have made the playoffs last year. Yeah, like, it's not something where I'm actually looking, ooh, Vikings played today, let me go watch that on YouTube. Like, I'm not doing that, or I wouldn't normally, but I probably am making more of an effort now if I know Justin Jefferson's in a game, particularly if I know it's a high-scoring game. Yeah, he hasn't been injured at all, though. That makes a big difference. Yeah, like, I'm looking at his... He played 16 games, 17 games, and he's currently played 15 games this season. And that so. might be why Tyreek Hill has a little less than Justin Jefferson, because two has been injured. That's not help. Yeah, when you got the backup in there, he's probably going to run more plays, so yeah. that probably makes a big difference. Yep. All right, do you want to move on to bad cop? Yep. Oh, bad card, even? Yeah. All right, so I don't know if you... I think you legitimately have a, an actual bad card. It might have even changed in the last yeah. 30 minutes, right? Yeah. All right, tell us a story. So at the dollar store, they ha they said uh, packs, 
They were selling packs. Did it say packs? Yes. Okay, I didn't packs. see the description, so and I don't then know. It was um like in a vending machine kind of thing, so you couldn't uh-huh. see it. Yeah. And so we put the fifty cents in. I was cashing out and I could see you guys were swarming around there, like you always did when you were little kids. Like, can I get quarters for this? Can I get no one has carries quarters around anymore? And um they were like, Oh, go ask dad, go ask dad. And so I was like, I don't have any quarters. And you're like, ah. Oh. So it was fifty cents. And I knew in my car I had like a, a mini piggy bank where I keep quarters. Because it used to be like if you're paying for parking, you gotta pay nobody takes quarters anymore for parking. Everything's online. You type it on your phone, you pay by phone. Um every so it's kind of pointless, but I just left it in there. Like, I don't know, if we ever need coins or something, or we need a few dollars or whatever, uh, we got it. So, yeah, you went in, and then you came back with a dollar fifty, and I was like, uh-oh, that's yeah. not good. So, what card did you get, then? Oh, so you're supposed to be card... Sorry, what cards did you get in Alexander Wright Fleer 1990. Now, one thing that I've it's learned... good. One thing that I've learned um, while I've been collecting now, and I didn't know this phrase at all, uh, junk wax. Yeah. So um, basically, the, um, we've all, I've I've heard the stories before of people who collected baseball cards in like the fifties, sixties, and they had their Mickey Mantle cards, they had their Joe DiMaggio cards, they had things like that, and then people went off to college, and then by the time they'd come back, parents had cleaned through the house and thrown them all away, and then suddenly people are like, oh my gosh, now this cards worth thousands of dollars, and they're like, we had one of those. And they, so we all know the stories of cards have gone up in value, and if you save them, they're worth a lot of value. What I didn't know, because I wasn't in America at the time, is that story was passed on to people in the 80s and 90s, and they were literally being advertised as, hey, you want to buy these, put them away, and they'll be worth money. And they're worth less now than what people paid for them originally, because there was millions of these things. So yeah, kind of late 80s, early 90s, those cards are literally worth almost nothing. However, for me as a collector... I'm actually quite happy with that. Because there's a lot of cards where I'm like, great, I can buy like a whole set for $10. And I got all those players. Like, I I was watching NFL in that era. So for me, that's kind of cool. That I can get those cheap oh kind of cards. So you're looking it up on eBay to see how much he is? Well, his signed uh, rookie sold for two twenty five. <laughs> signed rookie. Oh, my gosh. Is, that P- is he only PSAs? Yes. No, it's one of the things is um, cards yes. we know are more valuable if they're graded. Uh, you can send them off to experts to look at and then find out. So is there any PSAs uh, for PSA. this guy? Oh, he's a Cowboys player. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, my co-worker might um, appreciate this one. PSA 1990 score, uh-huh. uh, $14. 14 what, what level PSA? Nine. Goes, nine. Okay, so it goes up to ten. Obviously, ten is a significant oh. one. There um, are these cards exactly, but they sold. Oh, but it's it's like a lot of them. Now I actually don't particularly not dislike this card though. I don't know. We've only seen one. I don't know if they're all like this, but to me, that's Cowboys colors. Like, as you're kind of looking at the top and the bottom, it's actually... Yeah, they're just Cowboys colors. Yeah, it's a nice looking card. So I don't know if all the other cards match up yeah. with their team. Yeah, the Colts have blue. Yeah, I think it's actually. Um, uh, but yeah, as soon as you see on the top of these ones, because always the Fleer cards always have the years on them as well. Oh yeah, you showed me a Bengals card. That looks kind of nice. But as soon as you see like Fleer 90, you know these are worth absolutely nothing. So you paid, uh, well, I paid because it came from my car, 50 cents for this one. Yep. Does that say, oh, I thought it said his height was 5 foot 1 to begin with. I was going to say that's a little small. 5 foot 11 from Auburn University. Huh. 
I would agree. That was definitely a bad card moment or a bad card moment. But hey, you live and learn. But I'm glad you didn't just keep going. Oh, it's not very good. I'm going to put the rest of the 150 and see if I can get something better. I am actually wondering, and you might be able to look it up as I'm talking about my bad card. What is the valuable cards within that set? It wasn't like a sometimes set. there's like a like rookies. Like I'm, I don't know who debuted in 1990. I, you we don't know that all those cards are 91 either. They could be 90s it said in there. Collect modern cards and uh, vintage cards. So it could be any year packs. then. Yeah. Okay, all right. But it, it makes me wonder if you went through that with all those 50 cents, is it worth it if you picked out a I don't know um, a Joe Montana rookie or something? I, I don't, don't think they would put that in there. Would they know? Yeah, not I don't know. I don't know. You I saw think it, that Ar- Arnold Palmer in there. Okay. They put the they put. Oh, they had golf cards in there as well. No, the drink, the tea. Oh, like yes, they put, yes. Like the the products that get damaged or something. Okay, okay. So you don't think it worth as an experiment one time putting like ten dollars worth of quarters in there, no. getting um, twenty cards? And... I mean, if you want to waste your <laughs> your money. Uh, I don't know. Well, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. All right, now. Our goal has been, while we're looking on eBay, we're both of us are looking for bargains. We're looking for cards that people have just not spotted for one reason or another, and that we can try and capitalize on it. Like, if we can find a $10 card for $5, or if we can find a lot where there's, like, several different cards mixed in, and you can get a bargain on it, because you don't necessarily know what they all are, or some people just don't bother looking through to see what it is, that's what we're looking for. Now, this was literally, I think, about three, four days before we were traveling up to Ohio for winter break. Um, I was looking through my list. Normally, I put limits on, like, what the maximum price is. Because I'm like, well, I'm not buying anything that's obviously $100,000, $300,000. Like, I'm not doing that. And I didn't do that search for some reason this time. And a lot came through, and it was about $150, I think it was. And... It was said something like, I don't know, vintage cards, graded, ungraded, blah, 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 blah. When I started looking through the pictures for this, I was like, oh my gosh, that's Terry Bradshaw. That's the quarterback of the uh, of Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I know nothing about old football cards, because I know old baseball cards, I know, like if you can get a 1970s Johnny Bench card, that thing's worth hundreds or possibly thousands. And I started looking through, and these things were graded as well. Now, I'm not going to talk about the valuable one in this one. There was his rookie card in there, which when I looked at the price and I looked at the grading, it basically covered the price of the whole thing. Nearly. Probably a little bit short. There was, I think, 10 graded cards from him. There's probably 10 ungraded cards from him. And that alone would have made it way, way worth it. I think I told you, when it arrived, I was like, I don't know everything that's even in here. There was Joe Montana cards that were in there that were graded. There's um, a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card that's graded 10. Um, there's a Derek Jeter rookie card that's great. There's like so many cards in there and so many uncarded cards. Anyway, my bad card is this one here. So what I'm showing Mason is the this is the year after his rookie card. Now, the reason this one's so bad is I was like, oh, we have all these ones that are graded. The, the one that's missing is the 1972. So I was like, well, let me find out what that looks like. I wonder if it's one of those that's just not graded. Sure enough, it's the one that's not graded. So um, you mentioned the cut. So why am I not going to get this one graded then? 
Because there's a cut of another card on there. And it's like not. <laughs> it's not even. Centered. The person that cut this is terrible. So the left right part's fine, but the top of the card, you can't see the top of the card because somebody cut it off. But you can see the bottom of the next card. So that's apparently how they make them. They put them in like strips and then they cut them. And if the machine makes a bad job of it, then you get a sucky card. And if they do a really good job of it, you could have a card that's worth kind of a lot of money. So um, I don't know how much this one's worth particularly, but the fact that you can see... You can clearly see the top of the next card. You can see the red part on the bottom there. So this is definitely a bad card for me as far as I'm concerned. But I even know when they grade these as like PSA 1, they can still be worth quite a bit of money. But I was like, oh, come on. Like, who could do such a bad job? Now, got a quiz for you, Mason. I didn't tell you we were going to get a quiz. So when you send your cards off to be graded, yeah. what are the categories that they grade them on? I have a list of four, but there's potentially a bonus fifth one. What are they looking for? Centering. Centering, correct. So is the card kind of um, aligned correctly? So this one would be bad on centering and on the top bottom part. Left, right, I think it's okay. But top bottom's pretty bad. Yep. Edges. Edges, absolutely. Four edges to the card. Yep, this one This one's actually looks pretty good. They did keep it in um, a protective case. Two more. Um, I don't know. So as well as the edges, where the edges meet, of course, the is corners. the corners. Oh, so the corners. The so the corners is one as well. I so edges and corners. Particularly the when same I'm thing. putting thing, I'm careful because I'm yeah. trying to put the corner. I'm like that could bend the corner as you're trying to yeah. put it in the protective sheet. And the other one is the, actually the biggest part of the card at all that you didn't even mention at all, the surface. Uh, the actual card itself. So sometimes when the older cards, they got like stains on the back, yeah. and you get different dirt marks on and it. And if there's there actually is five autograph if there's if there's autographs then that's a different thing as well because they have to authenticate that and there was one more that i no, had like if it's if it's like on the sticker or on the card all the way oh that sure determine it sure sure um the last one was something i appeal it says some cards have that wow factor that isn't built into the one through ten and i agree some cards when you look at them it's like whoa that's not that's basically how my collection's been built up so far is there a card that i like the look of and sometimes I'll probably overpay if it's a card that I like the look of, um, rather than trying to get something that's good value. Um, but it did say that if it comes down to a coin flip, so if it's and they're not sure if it's an eight or a nine, that's the last deciding factor. If it has an eye appeal, they'll round it up to nine, or if they don't, they'll leave it at eight. They could put like nine five on some of them. Um, PSA only goes whole numbers. Yeah, but, PSA does, but but the other do. ones do. Uh, Beckett, I know is Beckett. I don't know. I thought PSA was the biggest one, but I've heard a lot of people saying that Beckett is the one that's the the more respected one. So I don't know. I think both are okay. I should post if I can find it. I'll I'll try and post it when I post this episode. Um, there was one that I saw somebody selling online on eBay, and it was a ten. It wasn't PSA or Beckett, but there was like a mouth bar. There was like a piece taken out the corner. It literally looked like somebody just got the corner of the card and bitten into it. So I guess there are some strange readers. Uh, well, that was obviously after it had been graded, but yeah. The one I saw the other day, there was one, it wasn't even like um, a protective case. It looked like um, a paper envelope. It looked like the cheapest one I've ever seen. Um, I'm going to have to look up to see what that one was, but that one looked uh, that one looked pretty bad. All right, what you got for your bonus card then? Um, my bonus card was the first ever card that I bought. Oh, see, I can remember that. I was trying to think which one, and I, there's no way I can ever know which is my first one now. I can narrow it down to a few, but I don't know for sure. The one that I bought with my money. Oh, so you're not doing, this is not football then, I'm guessing. No. If it's what I think it, it is. It is a 2020 
Roman Reigns autograph card. What brand? Um, Top's finest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How much did you spend on oh, it? Oh, I spent oh, 50 geez. on it, and it's worth like 115 now. 115 Oof. So you bought it before his uh, reign started then? Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, actually, you got uh, 2020. Yeah, two and a half years. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Can I have a look at it? Because I've, I've heard you talk about it, but I don't actually remember the card itself. So, oh, yeah. That is pretty cool. It's a nice-looking card, for sure. Yeah. Is it limited at all? No. Congratulations, you are now own an authentic Decades Finest Returns autograph card from 2020 Tops WWE Finest. Oh, I like the code for it. R-R-R. Mm-hmm. R-R's obviously Roman Reigns. I'm not sure what the first R's for. Actually, is that an R? I would assume it would have been yeah, F three R's. Finest. Yeah, it is. That is a sweet card. Yep. I'm glad you got it in a proper protective case for that one. Oh, that's how it came. Yeah, it should be. Anything that's... Anything that's that valuable, you kind of want to do. Now, my question for that one is, is that one that you, after these reigns ended, is that one you're going to be looking to sell? or Because you obviously you don't do the wrestling podcast anymore. You don't really follow wrestling that closely. You watched a little bit of the pay-per-view with me um, yeah. last week. but Maybe when it's still going on. Could be lose. So is he going to win at WrestleMania? Um, WrestleMania is April, right? Yep. I think he might lose it. Okay. So does that affect your... It's your first card, though, as well. So do you ever want to get rid of your first card? Like, it's it's obviously a... Re... That was one of the first wrestlers you were really passionate about. Maybe. He's always going to be... He's definitely a Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about that. In 20 years, everybody your age will, who watch wrestling is going to know who Roman Reigns is. It might increase in value Maybe again. Maybe I'm broke and I need some money. <laughs> oh, I, I have guess. other stuff that I can flip too. Yeah, I haven't flipped anything yet. I, I've been just I've just been collecting. I haven't flipped anything. Yet. I've been collecting, collecting, collecting because I have a lot of gaps right now, which is kind of good because I see a lot of stuff and I'm I can buy them. yeah okay, I can get that one. I can get that one. All right. Well, as soon as you went off topic, then I was gonna pick three football cards and. I kind of did, but I have to do the British joke, of course. So my third football card is a player from Brighton and Hove Albion. Uh, this is um, Alexis McAllister. Uh, this is Panini 192. Uh, this is limited to 29 cards. Uh, this is number two. And uh, I was like, 29 is kind of a strange number. Like, normally it's like 49, 99, 199. 29 seemed kind of a strange one. Um, the reason I got it was, I was looking after the World Cup. Um, he, he plays for Argentina. So Argentina won the World Cup. I couldn't afford a Messi card, obviously. Um, and this one was kind of hidden within one of the lots I was looking at. And I was like, ooh. First of all, the front as well. It's one of those refractor again. So I was like, that's kind of... That's kind of sweet. Um, if you don't know anything about him, then you're probably on par with me. I don't think I was really aware of McAllister until the World Cup final. And then during the World Cup final, I heard his name come up multiple times because he had a big game. Um, I looked on Transfer Market website. So a year ago, he was worth $10 million. I'm not sure if this is dollars or pounds. I forgot to write it down. Um, at the end of last season, he was worth $16 million. So he's starting to go up. A month into the new season, he was $25 million. 
Just before the World Cup, he was predicted to be worth 32 million, and after the World Cup, 42 million. So he's kind of gone up from 10 million to 42 million within just over a year. Um, he's currently ranked the 120th best player in the world, which 120 sounds like kind of a lot, but when there's so many players and different positions, um, he's ranked 18th in the world for his position right now, a centre midfielder. But he's only 24, so I'm like, he's probably going to be going up, I'm guessing. So. Yeah. For that reason, I kind of liked it, and we kind of trying to get as low a number as we can on cards right now. I have a, I think I'm winning right now. I think you probably are. I have are. a 20. You have one out of 20. No, tokens. like a real one. Oh, a real one. Not the personalized tops no, cards. Like that a make real one does. out of 20. Um, I don't know what my lowest one is. Um, this might be it right now. I'm not sure. But I, I have to bought check. that a while I'll go. So, which, oh, you might want to talk about that on another episode, possibly. I don't yeah, know probably. We won't go into too much detail for that one now. But I don't actually think this is my first ever card. Oh. My first one, I might, I think, was actually an RPA. What's that? Uh, a rookie patch auto. Okay. It, it was like for football. Yeah, it was. You were following was... football then? Yes. No, I don't okay. think I bought this in 2020. Actually, that would be kind of a big it. card to buy for your first card, to be honest. Yeah, that's why I don't think I. Normally, did people that. would start off with. I something think it a was like cheaper. five dollars. Because and it was on the Ravens. Technically, and I know it's not quite the same because they're stickers, but you did the uh, 2018 World Cup stickers yeah, as well. And prior to those, you actually had some uh, hockey cards. I didn't, you spend, guys... I didn't buy that and with my money. You though. did not. You did not. No, that was kind of like a... you and Jackson used to kind of like ripping cards, ripping packs, opening cards up. I guess actually the seeds were probably set a long time before. I didn't even really, really thought about it until just now. Now, the other reason I picked this, though, is I wanted to talk to you about this. And I, I deliberately didn't talk to you about it ahead of time because I'm kind of curious. I have a big problem. I'm not sure if it's because of colorblindness telling the different cards apart. So that Jefferson one that I showed you is clearly not the same as the McAllister one. Yeah. But they're clearly similar, right, in yeah. terms of patterns. So I tried to look it up. Now, the only way I can know which card it is... I had to go onto the website. Did you know how many different types of cards there are? So when I looked up at the Premier League ones, this is some of the different ones. The multicolor prisms, uh, the hyper prisms, there is a pink wave prism, there's a blue prism out of 199, red prism out of 149, red mojo prism out of 135, purple prism out of 99, blue ice prism out of 75, green ice prism out of 49, orange prism out of 25, gold prism out of 10, gold power prism out of five and a black prism out of one and then they keep going there's all, all these extra different ones as well let me see if i can scroll down to the next group then there's foil prisms there's a blue shimmer prism which is out of eight there's a hobby choice prism blue yellow and green prisms tiger stripe prisms a red prism out of 29 ta-da that's the um, one, out of 29. Uh, green Prism, out of 9. Nebula Prism, out of 1. So anyway, this carried on. This is only about half the list that I read out for you. I'm not going to read the rest out because it's pretty dull. How do you tell? Have you figured out a way to tell? The only way I can tell is I read what it says on the eBay description. And I'm like, that's it. I, when I'm looking at these cards, I have no way. I know this one for sure. This Jefferson one, I don't know because it's not actually a limited number. This one's not out of a number. This one, I know because it's out of 29, but it's obviously a red prison. I would type in NFL debut uh, mosaic for refractor. But Justin then Jefferson. I just read you. Didn't you hear me? I know you were playing on your phone. I but know. I just read like 10 different colors out to you. Now, is it because I'm colorblind? Like for this one here. Like I can tell it's red. I don't have that many prisms, so I don't have that problem. 
Okay, uh, I guess. But if I was doing this in reverse, like if I suddenly wanted to sell, like you're like, Justin Jefferson sucks. Like I need to trade this card, or he breaks his leg and his career's ended. Like I need to sell this card as quick as I can. How on earth do I know that if this is a red prism, a red mojo prism, a purple prism? I don't even know if it's a prism. Like I don't think it this is a prism because it's. It does. Uh yeah, right there. Oh, okay. Well, that one says prism, but all right. So I was curious if it was a me problem or if it's an everybody problem. I think it's just a you. Okay. All right. But I find it really confusing when I'm looking at those. So if you see somebody posting... it says on the box. So if you see somebody posting that there's a pink prism, do you know how many cards there are out of that? Or do you know if that's rare, super rare, not rare at all? No, you just look at if it's numbered. Okay. It's much easier when it's numbered. My thing would be... Why the heck don't they just write on the card what it is? Like, how how difficult would it be on the back of the card just to write right on the bottom, this is a pink prism, or this is a nebula prism? To me, that would just seem so much easier to do. I guess. I don't know. I think if it's numbered like this McAllister one is out of 29, I don't think it's a problem. But on the ones where it's not numbered, I think that's really unnecessarily confusing. Um, that's how I can find that on eBay. I just put slash 29, and then I can see what it is. Um, I can find any other ones for this at all. I don't think anyone's trying to sell this. Probably if there's only 29 in the world, yeah. most people are going to want to hold on to them right now. So that's probably what... But yeah, that is difficult when you have those higher value cards to figure out how much money they are, for sure. They might not even be opened yet. They could. I hadn't even thought about that. Um, this one, is this 21-22? I didn't even mention that one. Uh, this one is 21-22. Some people just hold on to them. Some haven't been sold yet. Some Yeah, some people don't open the boxes because then they all go up in value. I hadn't even thought about that this one. The only thing that I wish for this one, that we said, if this was his rookie card, um, unfortunately this is not his rookie card. It was the previous rookie year. Rookie cards are more expensive. Rookie cards are definitely more valuable. But I'm sorry it was out of 29. and I can't remember the other card I got, but I got one with an autograph of some goalkeeper, so I left it at that. All right, I think that wraps it up. There's no uh, devil's advocates to do on this show. I couldn't. I was trying to think a while. I was like, there's no way you could do it. All it would be is like uh, junk cards are the way to go. I was like, I'm not doing that. We don't have to do everything the same as... Well, that's why it's good card and not good cop. I think that was probably a good decision on my part. Um, I know we've si- I've signed you up for at least one more episode, Mason. So I know yep. I'll talk to you again. But I figured this would also be one where you like to talk about sports. You like to talk about cards. It doesn't require any prep. This might be one you're already struggling. You're like, oh, I don't know which card to pick. I was like, hey, that's fine. You it's just can... a bad card. You can that's well. That's why I don't think it has to be a bad card. Like I have too many that are just worth like pennies. See, that's what I think qualifies. It's not. It's a bad card, but it's just that it's in terms of value, it's a bad value card. But they just don't. They. they that's why they are pennies. They don't look good. I have some of the. I have some cards that are pennies that are really good. I have yeah. one when I talk with Jay. Um, that are like 10-15 cents and they look amazing but they're not worth anything I have a couple of mine though. I have a set like that that I was like because I looked them up I was like these got to be worth a load and when I looked them up it was 15 cents I was like 15 I was like how there's no way you can produce that for 15 cents so for me that's kind of the fun thing for me I'm actually treating my collection more as an art collection I actually like how cards look there are certain ones that I like the look of and there's certain ones that I don't like the yeah, looks of yeah I just of. sorted mine into value like into have, value, yeah. so you're gonna have to constantly keep changing it then. Uh, well, I put the I put. How I, do you know the value? I, what are I, you using? I use Colix, and if it says under a dollar, I put it in there. And okay, if it says over a dollar, I look at the recent sales and determine. Yeah, the recent sales was definitely the but way to I go. Then I just stopped doing that because I don't keep track of it like that. I just put them into that pile and then leave it. 
There is better apps, but they're really expensive. Like that guy who's on uh, YouTube, it starts from $10. If you get the premium one, it's like $25, but they'll keep track of all the values of the cards as they change. Center stage? I don't know what it's called. Because that one's free. But no, well, it's not that one there. This is one, it's $10 to begin with, and then if you want higher ones, it's even more than that. And I was like, who can, I can't imagine paying $25 a month to oh, a month. to look after a card, to keep my cards in track and keep tracks of prices and stuff like that. Like, I don't, I'm I not doing that. The only thing one. I, I did like that app, because you got me into that app as well, and that's when I started scanning my old cards as well to see what they were worth. Um, but there's definitely big misses on it as well. Like one of those cards I scanned from the weekend, it said like it was worth $3,000. And then when I looked it up online, it was like a dollar, $2. So I don't quite know where it was getting those prices from. I couldn't find it. All right, I don't think we have a perfect way to finish this episode. So that's it. Yeah. We're done. <laughs>